This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Jacob, you watching the NFL Awards tonight, my man? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Why? Because you didn't even know they were on. Well, is is that a shock that they're that I'm not? I didn't know they were on because haven't they been on the Saturday before the Super Bowl every year since the dawn of time? I always thought that they were the Saturday before the Super Bowl. I thought they were, and that's not just was... like not just like a recent thing, like as of 2012 or I thought it was always that day before. And I thought, you know, we come in here on a Thursday night cook up some fresh episodes for the people of the Steelers standard and it have a little bit of girth, a little bit of running room to talk about, you know, who we think we're going to win the awards. But I mean, nope, nine o'clock tonight, you know, boom, becomes boom goes the dynamite. We all, we'll all know who wins the awards. But is there even a point to watching the Super Bowl if we have this long a time in between <laughs> the awards and the game? <laughs> I honestly think, though, it's not hard to kind of, you know, take out our blasters. Pew, pew and pin down who's going to win these awards ahead of time. I don't think it's going to be a very unpredictable award for awards. And a I, year I, for and awards. And I'll say this. I think gambling has kind of made it harder and harder to have drama about these awards because Vegas as just As the knows. years go, or as the year unfolds, yeah. the odds become, they change and they become more and more clear who's going to win each award. Yeah, you want to go through? Yeah, of course I want to go through them. Okay. I mean, let's cook this thing up. But obviously... Let's skip defensive player of the year, but come back to defensive player of the year. I mean, I think that's got to be the closest race, don't you? No, that's the slam dunk. (laughs) And I don't know if you guys know this, if I'm breaking any news, but that'll tie in really nicely to your Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll do a whole thing about TJ Watt and the defensive player of the year uh, award that he is going to get crowned with later tonight on Thursday, unless something drastic happens. And if it does, (gasps) then we will absolutely riot. But it, it will become official, so... If you're hearing this after it happens, you're very happy as a Steelers fan as he is the defensive player of the year for 2021. But mm-hmm. if not, you have pitchforks, and I'm probably joining you up on New York trying to oh, storm the league not, office I will to not burn be it down. In the off- I will not be in studio tomorrow morning. Sorry, Stan. I got to go to New York. I got I to gotta pitchfork and, and, and torch the hell out of the, the league offices in New York. So let's start with the best award, right? The MVP. The, yeah. king, the creme de la creme. You know, in the Oscars, they like to give away the best film last, last. and build up the suspense. You know, here. I don't here, know. If, baby. I don't we, know. If, we give it to you right out of the gate. No are teasing. You an, are you an Oscars fan? Sure, Jacob. I don't did know. you know what they did last year? Do you think this is constructive to what we're so doing? So, last right year, usually they do do the best picture last. You're just going to keep going. Last year, because of the, the passing away of Chadwick Bozeman, he yeah, was okay. up for best actor. All right. And so they did best picture second to last Still and gone. saved best actor for last. And everyone assumed, oh, that's really nice. They're going to give Chadwick Boseman his moment. And then they gave the award to Anthony Hopkins. Wow. I'm like, glad. okay, and Anthony Hopkins, guess what? Wasn't even at the ceremony. I was about to say, I'm glad it's over, but you still dragged it out for an extra two seconds. Unbelievable. MVP award. I think it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. Would you say this is the closest one we have on the board? I got to say, this is the least excited I am to see this. Of, of the awards be named. Because it's either going to be Rodgers or Brady. Right. I don't want either of them to win it, especially. Be, I think I'd be more okay with Tom Brady winning it just because his decision to walk away from football it would kind of be a, a really good ending considering he lost in the first round. Or, yeah, the first round? Second round. Second the, round. Second round of the playoffs. He but got a dub. He smoked he did. the Eagles. He did. But uh, his first real test in the playoffs because the Eagles, as you said, was a cakewalk. I'd be very upset if it actually went to Aaron Rodgers. I know he had a great season, but 
there really needs to be, and I know this is against the rules, but I think the rules need to change. There needs to be some kind of playoff influence on these awards. And I think that... I don't know. It's a regular season award. I get I that. With that. I get that. It's not a playoff award, buddy. But to lose in the first round against a very, very, what people claim to be an inferior team against San Francisco... Yeah, it's I, bad. I cannot give you my most valuable player because guess what? You lost in the first round at home. There were two teams across the entire 32-team league who had... A first round by home field advantage in the in the second round, and guess what? You were one of them, and you lost. You can't do that. They though. both lost. You actually. can't do that with this award because it's not a postseason and regular season award. Because who would you give the MVP to if you could include all this postseason stuff leading up to the Super Bowl? DJ Watt. No, probably really because that team clawed its way despite a very good division. Into the playoffs. We're talking about out. including the playoffs, though, and they lost in the first round. You would give it to Joe Burrow based on how he oh, I give went it to on Joe this Burrow. crazy run into the I give Super it to Bowl Joe Burrow, for sure. But you don't do that because it's not that award, Jacob. And I know how you're on your soapbox right now. Oh, I hate Aaron Rodgers so much he shouldn't get the award. Well, I got news for you. He is going to get the award, or depending on when you're listening to this, you th- he wait. did get the award. It's going to happen. It's a lock. Do you think Signed, sealed, and delivered, baby. He wins it over Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom I think Brady will be number two. Tom Brady wins. No, there's not. No? The uh, minus 400 odds on Aaron Rodgers, Brady's plus odds. 500. I hate these odds. Oh, yeah, because they're not a, a good indicator of what's going to happen. It's There's no chance Brady wins. I would like Brady to win. My heart wants Brady to win because it's a nice little send-off. He had a great sure. year, but it's just not going to happen. So this Rogers would be Rodgers' fourth MVP? That's pretty impressive. Four MVPs is pretty impressive. It's pretty good. It's not five. Peyton Manning holds the <laughs> record with five. Why is that funny? I don't know. It just is because you hate Rodgers, so it just is. So right. Just like, I can I can, I can, list. It's like four's great. I can list forever how many what? times Still not that I can great. invalidate the stats of Aaron Rodgers. Good I have job. no problem good with Good job, that. but not that good. Uh, just so you know, the odds here, according to Vegas Insider, which I am on right now, uh, Burrow is third. Our boy Joe Burrow. Yeah, but he's like plus 1,000, so he's way off. Taylor is fourth, Cup fifth. Allen is in sixth, Josh Allen. I don't love and that. And Patty Mahomes, number seven in the MVP odds. Offensive player of the year. See, I think this is going to be really close, but See, you seem to be I different. I thought it was a lock until we talked before we came on air, and you you think otherwise. Yeah, and... According to Vegas Insider, it's split minus one ten each They're both. between Cup and Jonathan Taylor. So it's only I a two person race. There's no one else in it for offensive. So player this is of the, the year. closest race by far, out of every I position so out too. there, out of every award out there. You didn't think so at first, though. Well, when Cooper you, Cup winning the triple crown. When you have when you lead the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, and you come within thirty five yards or something of Calvin Johnson's all time record of most receiving yards in one season. Mm-hmm. Granted, there was an extra game thrown in there, and granted, your team has made it all the way to the Super Bowl, including playing in that wild card round. He's the first ever, I know postseason doesn't matter, but first ever to eclipse 2,000 yards in a total season. Pretty significant. But I'm ignoring the postseason. He came within 30 yards of the all-time record. You're having a tough time ignoring the postseason. You keep letting I, it I am. But it doesn't matter because he still won the Triple Crown in the regular season. He did. Right. It didn't happen once he got there to the postseason. And However, th- maybe the numbers are a little more inflated with the 18th game. It is possible, 17th game, of course. Sorry. But every other receiver had that same 18th game opportunity to get as many receptions or get as many yeah. yards. So I, I don't know if I really buy that as much. 
I was thinking Jonathan Taylor until you just kind of laid on me that triple crown because it's such an you got to have that nice little moniker. You got to have right. You got to have the staple. Little pizzazz. Aaron Rodgers staple loses in the first round. Oh yeah, that's. (laughs) But yeah, Cooper Cup is honestly a superstar in this league, but he's one of the most forgettable superstars in the league, and it's weird because he plays in L.A. in a huge market. It's probably because there are a lot of. A lot of, a lot of big, stars big on that names team. on that team yeah. that overshadow him, but he's the best player on right? that team. Right, like Odell is a bigger name than Cooper Cup. Not better than Cooper Cup. Not though. better, but it's certainly a bigger name. And I think he is going to win slash, when you're hearing this episode, has won the award already. Uh, I think he's I'd like it. I'd it. like it if Jonathan Taylor could win it. Well, let's just, I don't know. I think actually I would be more inclined to see Cup win it. I, I would be s- upset if Taylor won it. I think Cup deserves it. I think it. they both deserve it, but what Cup did, the Triple Crown, I think you got it. As you said, he put his stamp on this season. It would kind of be upsetting if that stamp didn't solidify some kind of recognition. On the offensive side of the ball for rookies, Jamar Chase, I think, is going to walk away with this thing. Yeah, none of the quarterbacks really did it for you. I think Mac Jones is the closest, according to this, is the closest odds. Um, Mac Jones, just because, you know, he got a team to the playoffs. So that's that's a big deal as a rookie quarterback. Najee, sure. I think, is right there. Where's Najee on this list? Uh, they didn't include him because they really only showed people that were, like, close. So I think I can Does that mean Najee follow, wasn't even close? follow the trail here and find the complete list of it. It looks like Najee was in third as far as the odds for rookie of the year were, which sounds right to me. Behind, yeah, I'm okay Mac with that. Jones and Jamar Chase. I'm okay with that. Offensive rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and, you know, breaks the Steelers record, had over 1,200 yards on the ground, had over 1,500 yards uh, total. Mm-hmm. Double-digit touchdowns. That. I think if Jamar Chase wasn't just a historically great player, we could be really talking You're already calling Najee him historically being, great? Historically great? I, I'm sorry, historically great player As a rookie. in his rookie year, yeah. putting up historic rookie numbers. Yep. I think there would be argument for, you know, Najee could have been the offensive rookie. Like, if you would have told me what Najee did at the beginning of the year, like the numbers and the, the production, I would have told you that's he what could I definitely win Rookie of the Year. Yep. Like, that could definitely but be possible. I would have said that's the goal we set out for Absolutely. Him. 1,500 yards, double-digit touchdowns. But it's not just having a great year. you got to have to have a great year in the right year. And he had a great year opposite of Jamar having a historic season. Right. So. But I do think there is possibility for Najee Harris in the future to maybe be in – Offensive player, player of the year, of the year candidate. Absolutely, especially with the way he can contribute in the passing game with receptions. And, and if the, the Steelers go about the draft correctly and they bolster up the offensive line, you know, let's hope that with Najee Harris's career in Pittsburgh, because we don't, we never know where the guy could possibly go once he's a free agent. Let's hope 2021 was Najee Harris's worst offensive line in front of him for his time spent in Pittsburgh. I hope. And pray that that'll be the case. That's on our wish list this offseason. Yes. Sorry, we miss Christmas. Our birthdays are coming up, though. When's your birthday? Uh, I don't remember. When's yours? I forget. I feel like you could remind me of my birthday. I don't remember either. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I think, might be the biggest slam dunk. Like, if you had to bet your life on one of these players to win an award, I think it's Defensive Rookie of the Year. Even more so than T.J. Watt is the Defensive Player of the Year. Even more so, if you if there was an ounce of you that was somewhat unsure, you could just say it's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. There you go. And the odds reflect it because Micah Parsons is minus 10,000 to win. Wow. Defensive rookie <laughs> So of how the year. much money do I have to put down to win, like, 
to come oh, out even. Oh my god! Like if you wanted to win, how much did you want to win? You wanted to win. I want to win ten dollars. I think you'd have to put down like something absurd, like uh, close to ten grand. I think. Jeez. Maybe maybe that's a little dramatic. I think ten grand would be the bet you have to make for a hundred dollars to win a hundred. So a thousand dollars to win ten dollars is pretty much. If that's how the math works out. Thanks, math boy. Well, you couldn't do it. I know. I suck at math. <laughs> Patrick Sertain is the second best. Wow, a plus five hundred. Really? Yep. Ahead of Trayvon Diggs. He was not a rookie, so good job showing your acumen. Not there. a rookie. Not a rookie. Second year player. How did I miss that? Great work there. Wow. I don't know, maybe you just weren't paying attention in twenty twenty. Yeah, I guess not. He's forgettable. He's not that great of a corner. Him really being not. in the defensive uh, player of the year is a little bit ridiculous. He is the fifth best odds there, just behind Miles Garrett. Maybe I was just thinking a defensive player of the year. That's why. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're just better at math than you are at knowing football things. Maybe. But Micah Parsons, like I said, if you wanted to, you would have to risk him more than you probably would ever own and mortgage your house, but you're going to win it back because there's just no way he's not the defensive rookie of the year. Because like you said, the fail safe, the backdoor cover, got the star on the side of your helmet, baby. Of course. Of course, right? And that, honestly. If he's playing playing in... Jacksonville, if he's playing in mm. Tennessee, if he's playing in mm, Houston, Detroit, mm, Detroit, uh, Detroit, great example. The Jet, uh, the Jets actually could help him because the little New York savior of yeah. New York. Oh, yeah. yeah, but Dallas, it's a slam dunk. Transitioning nicely from Dallas, helping people out. Comeback Player of the Year odds. This is Ooh. one that's tough, and like you know, we're recording this right in front of the awards, so could definitely have egg on our face on this one. This is the first one I feel like oh, I might have to step carefully. It looks like it's between Dak and Joe Burrow. And Dak Prescott, minus 140 right now is the odds, plus 110 for Burrow. I would give it to Burrow. I would give it to Burrow because his team did far better than people expected. Everyone knew that the Dallas Cowboys, here we go, Dallas Cowboys could be a playoff team with Dak back, and they got there. Everyone thought the ceiling for the Bengals was 6-10. and That's a good point. Or 6-11. and Something like that. So they did far more than that. I'll accept that point. Uh, but I think it's going to go to looking Dak. at the regular season. Who had a better regular season, team wise? The Cowboys. Yeah. Just look at the record, buddy. You don't have to debate that. In no, your head. I, but no, no, no. I'm I'm not talking about overall. I'm talking about season. Like no how much season. how much help did Burrow get compared to Dak? A lot. You think a lot more than Dak? I mean, they both had. Amazing they had, they both arsenals. had incredible. They had star great power. arsenals that they could right. turn. They to both had really. So I think teams. it's a very easy comparison to just say, well, Dak had a better record in the regular season, and I think he had a little bit of better numbers. So did he win the division. He did. Well, so did Joe. I know. I'm just saying. Joey so Cool. He matched him there. So. Has anyone called him Joey Cool yet? I don't know, Jacob. Uh, that's a good name. Okay, maybe you should try to get that going. Tweet it. Tweet that out. Hey, you hopped on the Tony Mac. Train. Hashtag it. You like tweet, Tony Mac? Tweet that hashtag. Did you not it. like Tony Mac? Yeah, but that never caught on. By him never playing at all <laughs> and never being a part of the team this year. So I think Dak's going to get it, though, because he has a star on the side of his helmet. Again, that helps a lot. But Joe Burrow, Burrow. I, I, I'd I like it to, to see if Joe Burrow wins it. However, the big story last year was Dak going down yes. and how bad the Cowboys yes. were last year. So I think that also contributes to Dak winning. And maybe Joe Burrow will win Super Bowl MVP. 
And that'll, okay, that'll, I think he, if he does that, I think he'd be okay without winning. Kind that'll of even things out nicely. Uh, Coach of the year, finally, before we talk about Depoy. This is DJ interesting. Watt. I think it's going to be Vrabel, though. I think that's the odds are telling me it's going to be I would say Vrabel. Vrabel or I think Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor's the second favorite at plus 250, and then the third favorite. Is it NFC side? It is. I would say Kyle Shanahan. You're wrong. Oh, oh do you want to try again? Mm. Or do you want to be embarrassed? Or do you want to try again? Maybe you'll come is it here. is it blatantly obvious? Yeah, kind of. Tell me. No, you have to guess. Oh one more time. man. Okay, let me go by playoff team. You have so ten seconds the to Packers. guess. Sir, is it Lafleur? Don't tell me it's Lafleur. That's you disgusting. What do you mean it's disgusting? I don't think he deserves that at all. To be the third favorite. Okay, I would like to see if if Rodgers is not in Green Bay next year and they go with Jordan Love. Just don't don't put a superstar there. Don't don't put what any. What if Jordan other... Love is a superstar? Well, we don't know that. But put a normal guy there that isn't a hot commodity free agent right now, and it's not. And, and don't bring back Aaron Rodgers. See how good Matt Lafleur is at that point. He's not going to win it this year because it's going to be. Vrabel. I don't think he deserves it at any point. Vrabel deserves it because the, they, they, they lost their best ton. player. Yeah, that's why and I they still went twelve and five. That's why I think it's a lock, even though it's amazing Zach Taylor being a part of Joe Burrow. And the Bengals turning that team around. A lot of Cincinnati stayed healthy throughout the entire mm-hmm. season. Vrabel had to backpack a lot of things through injuries, not just to Derrick Henry. No. He lost AJ Brown for, for a, a while. Stretch that put that team in a funk. And AJ Brown, that Thursday night game right around Christmas when they played the Niners, and AJ Brown right. came back and he had just a monster game. Right. Was when the Titans kind of found their swagger again and had somewhat of an offense. Um, so I give it to Vrabel just for kind of keeping cool. the chip on track. I do like and Shanahan's chances maybe moving forward though if they get a better quarterback in San Fran at one point. Better quarterback, Jimmy G's been great. Mm. He wins a lot of football games. Defensive Player of the Year odds: T.J. Watt is minus three fifty. Everybody else is plus money. T.J. Watt looking like the slam dunk pit. Micah Parsons is actually the second favorite in according to Vegas Insider with Aaron Donald being in third and see I think the only person you'd have to remotely worry about is Aaron Donald but as you're probably listening to this after nine o'clock in the award ceremonies TJ Watt already has that bad boy signed sealed and delivered there's just no way you're not gonna give the single season sack record holder the defensive player of the year that's just malpractice you have to it's just a lock it's like there's it's it's like you it's like we talked about with Cooper Cup you you put a stamp on your season, it deserves to be yeah, rewarded. It's like your pit- Except this is even bigger of a stamp. You're a pitcher in baseball and you win three hundred games, lock, hall of fame. You're mm-hmm. a hitter, you hit three thousand hits, lock, hall of fame. There's certain things you can do as long as you don't cheat or gamble, and you're automatically gonna get in as a lock. Like there's nothing that voters can really prejudice against you. You just get in automatically. So same thing applies here to me. You win this or you set this single-season sack record, or in this case, tie the single-season sack record, you l- you you're it. locked in on the defensive player of the year, unless there's some miracle that another player tied it with you in the same year, and then you'd have to really debate. But no one came close. Looking at you, Miles Garrett. Uh-oh. Who, by the way, is fourth on this list for defense. A little high. A little high. Mind. Robert Quinn had more sacks than him. I know. Chicago. Like, that's... Both teams didn't make the playoffs or go anywhere. No, they did not. So, to wrap things up on this episode, in honor of T.J. Watt being the Defensive Player of the Year, as he most likely will be named, as you're listening to this after the ceremony, top five T.J. Watt moments in our mind in the 2021 NFL season. Do you want me to go first? Uh, You can go first. You want me to go first? Are we? Are you just listing your top five, and then I'll list my top five? Let's go five, five, four, four, like we used to do the power rankings. Okay, you can go first. Number five for me, 
I'm going with the strip sack against Buffalo. Wow, I did the same thing. At number five? At number five. How about that? We're going all the way back in the time machine it for that It set one. the tone for the year. Right? I think was the only reason why we pulled an upset against a really good football team. Probably the... The block punt helped. I would say this. Wow, you you ready for a radio slash podcast sure. take here? A sports radio, sports podcast hey. take? The, the Bills might sneaky have been the best team in the NFL this year. And they just went down in a classic against the Chiefs, but maybe they get no, by. No, I like that. You like that take? Yeah, I do. I think they might have been the best team in the I league. think they were a the little The best rocky. team doesn't always win. No, never. Like, I mean, you look at the best regular season record across all four pro major teams, or leagues, all four of those teams with the best regular season record have ne- didn't win their championship that year. Right. Most recently, it was the 2016 Warriors. They won 73 games lost. For the NFL, it was the uh, 2007 Patriots. We, they lost to the Giants. And then I, I think it was the 2000, 2001 Mariners. They lost to the Diamondbacks or something, or they lost to the Yankees maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hockey, I think it was the Red Wings at one point, or maybe the Canadians, they lost it that year as well. Yeah, so the best team doesn't always win this No, thing. it does not. And I think they might have been that team in the Steelers going into Buffalo in the first week of the season. What an absolute big statement that play was. And, yeah, it's my number five moment. And you had it the same one. So we can move on nicely to number four. Yay. Which, to me, is the fumble return against Kansas City in the playoffs. Oh. And the reason why I have that at number four, and you, do you have it higher? Or do you I have it much have, higher. You have it much higher. It's a loss, though. The game's a loss. So that's it's, it's why true. I didn't put it in there. But how could you take that away? Because, man. Uh, it's great. And if I could just capture how we were all feeling in that moment and put it in a bottle, I would store it on my shelves until the day that I died. What a beautiful, beautiful feeling that was. As the defense was kind of, you know, plugging along and keeping things interesting against Kansas City, and then boom, you get that big splash play, and TJ Watts, the one who delivers it for you. It seems like storybook, it's great. and you just wish that if the offense could have done a little bit something, maybe you you end up pulling an upset with that kind of spark there. But unfortunately, your offense just can't do anything. I'll, I'll talk about it when I when I get to mine. Uh, my number four okay. play. Oh, sorry, I can't. So I can't talk no, about I just, it anymore. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. okay so you assume. We're, me well, I'm just saying you will have more of a chance uh-huh, to talk about it later. Uh-huh. Number four for me was a play that you and I talk about so fondly. It was against Cleveland. So fondly. It was a batted down pass against Baker yeah, Mayfield. It's so much higher on my list. Really, yeah, that much is. higher? It is. Uh, TJ just saying, you're too short, man. Get out, get out of my stadium. It was in Pittsburgh. The crowd loved it. Everyone watching loved it. It was just, that was a David versus Goliath moment, and David just had no idea what he was trying to get himself into by going up against that Goliath named TJ Watt. Yeah, he really had no clue what was in store, and he was just a mismatch, and he is a mismatch for a lot of the NFL. A, 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 a honorable mention for me. that okay. It was the game that TJ Watt had four sacks, was the fourth sack. It it was the hardest that I had seen T.J. Watt lay on a quarterback all year long. It was phenomenal. That game and was, it was his fourth sack that, of the game, That game too. was torture for Baker. No, it was horrible. It was wild. Go back, uh, go back and watch that sack, everyone, because it is so— If you're a Steelers fan, it is so much fun to watch. Number three for me, the strip sack against Geno Smith against Seattle to win Tom. the season. That's number three for That's you, number too? three for me. Wow, we're on the simpatico here. Yeah, uh, what a big play, and it's a play that wins a football game. Exactly. And he makes a strip sack. And it's a one-play drive for Seattle. And I think we were all saying at the time as we were working the game in the studio, if you just keep punting back and forth, the offense isn't going to be able to do anything to score. Right. We're going to tie. 
but you didn't think that the Seahawks offense was going to be able to do anything. So you thought it was almost going to be a stalemate tie, and then T.J. Watt comes through with the strip sack of Geno Smith. No more yards required offense. Boswell, get out of here. Let's get away with a win here. I don't remember what the Seahawks did. They may have run one play. They ran three plays. For a total of minus three well, yards. There you go. Ben Roethlisberger. How many were kneel downs? Ben Roethlisberger, right guard to the Seattle 19 for minus three yards to get them in position. Ben Roethlisberger took a knee on second down and third down. Chris Boswell. There you go. Thank you. Sweet victory. Three and three. Even up the record. Gotta love it. TJ Watt winning you a football game. Yeah. I mean, it, there was no need for three plays to happen there. You could have. Just done the that's one. That's your takeaway there? That's what you wanted to add in? No, so I'm just saying that's how good one. of a job T.J. Watt did. Was. Exactly. But I I do think, here's another thing, is that if that play does not happen, that game ends in a tie. I agree. Unless Number somehow T.J. Watt makes some other freakishly ridiculous play. Number two. Okay. For me, uh-huh. was breaking the or oh, tying the record. As, as a, is number two for you? Mm-hmm. How about that? So I guess that means for number one for you was the batted down pass against Baker. It was. For me, it, it was, was the, playoff the touchdown. Yeah. In a loss. So well, your let's, favorite well, let's moment talk came about, in a Let's loss. talk about the record break or the record tire. Okay. Yeah, which was kind of an underwhelming play when you think about all the other plays we've talked about. Like, I still like that. No, it, it was still like a legitimate sack. But if that was sack number twelve on the season, well, we wouldn't even remember it. It would be such an no. afterthought. Like but there wasn't here's some the dramatic difference thing about it. The the other thing too that contributes is that should have been the record breaker. Yeah. Because earlier in the game He did have the sack. He did have the sack, but it was called a well, aborted, aborted play. play. Thank right. you, Baltimore Ravens scorekeeper. If that was in Heinz Field, that's a sack, and he has the record all to himself. 100%. I think if it's any, anywhere other than Cleveland and Baltimore. Don't forget that BS call on Cam Hayward that was right. wiped out a sack. That no was need to call from, that whatsoever. I think if that call, if that game is Would have been a half a sack for Watt, and that's it. Do you think even in Cincinnati, maybe, that's called an aborted play? Probably. So other than those three... Those three cities. If you're playing in the rest like, of the NFL, if you're playing in like Jacksonville, maybe you get away. I with think it, like, like like Wolf like Wolf said, you know, if Michael Strahan can get his 22nd and a half sack because Brett Favre just decided to fall down, T.J. Watt deserved that sack. He did absolutely, and he got the, at least the record tied, which sure. is what you want. Your name is in the record book now. After forever. missing significant portions yes, of the season, he did it in a freaky fashion. I don't know if he'll ever play a full season. But if he did... And he plays at that level, he'll shatter the record by like three or four seconds. Yeah, he'll be the first ever to get to 30. Maybe the only Ooh, person ever to get to 30. Spicy take. Yeah, number one for me, as we kind of spoiled already, was just the swatting the ball out of the for air you, from Baker, looking for, back at him, smiling, oh, saying, you don't belong out here. That was just... like it should have been called a, for taunting. A lot better plays and a lot bigger plays. Like, your number one play of the fumble recovery against Kansas City had more of an impact on the game. But Did it? It did, of course, because it was seven points. Yeah. But... Just that whole cool exchange. And on the heels of that wasn't the first time they batted the ball down. It was like a theme already where they were like, the announcers were like, that's like the third, fourth time. Right. And then Watt does it that time. And it's like, this is unbelievable. Like, this it started is, to become a not, comedy at that This is not point. good for Baker Mayfield. So that's my number one teacher. The reason I put the touchdown against Kansas City in the playoffs at number one is because for that was the one fleeting moment Steelers fans had, even though earlier – T.J. Watt, another honorable mention, T.J. Watt had that batted down pass that was intercepted by, um, I think it was Alex Highsmith who came up with the pick. Mm, I think so. I think you're right. Someone, uh, the Steelers came away with the football. 
after T.J. Watt batted down the pass and there was a turnover and the, and the Chiefs were driving. The Chiefs were in the red zone. So a huge stop by the Steelers, a huge stop by T.J. Watt. But this was the moment where people thought, oh my God, could the Steelers pull off this win? But then the very next it drive. Bush. It was Devin Bush. It was Devin Bush. That's who it was. How dare you take that away from Devin Bush? As we try <laughs> you to, agreed with me. As we try to gas him up for his uh, recovery in year two off of the knee injury to become a playmaker. He had the play made in the playoff game, and you just take it away and give Anyways, it to someone else. Anyways, that was the one fleeting moment where we all thought, oh my gosh, the Steelers can win this game. But then the Chiefs went down so and, and, and like had like a 12-play, 75-yard, 8-minute drive it or something was not like to that. be. That is for sure. Well, T.J. Watt, Defensive Player of the Year for 2021. Congratulations, T.J. Unless the world blows up before then. Yep, but it's not going to happen, and he's going to win, and he's much deserving to win, like we said, if you break or tie a record like he did. It's pretty much a lock that you get an award like that. That's going to do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you next time.